I think I came in like eighth out of eight in my age group. There you go. Uh, that, that year. That's what so, we like to hear. Yeah. You yeah. have to have that, that humbling first yes. experience or you don't appreciate it yes. nearly as much. Yep. What's up, folks? Welcome to a complicated <laughs> episode of Coaches on Couches. Being a mobile, being oh, mobile now. We're yeah. first we're, time on a different couch. We are cheating on the Costco couch. <laughs> well, at some point we had to had to legitimize coaches on couches. Yes, the the plural. We yeah. pretty much have been coaches on couch. Yeah, <laughs> forever. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. So. We've got Philip Young, the machine, on the couch today, oh, or this couch today. It's a nice couch. It is mm-hmm. a plush couch. Killer couch yeah. at, uh, at Philip's solid. place of uh, employment. And so we're going to be getting into Philip and his past uh, and how kind of how far he's come as a triathlete in the last what? I mean, you were into triathlon for how long before... <sighs> Before you started coaching me, I think I was like three or four years in. Um, I want to say it was the last year Memphis in May was in uh, Millington is when I really first started oh, wow. getting into okay, triathlon. Yeah. Yep. So, so yeah, we've been coaching Philip for roughly four years, maybe yep. a little bit longer. And uh, yeah, he's made some pretty good progress. But first, <laughs> shout outs. Shout outs. Shout out. Shouting out. What you got, Flinson? I I've got my shout out going to uh, Katie Compton. Oh, you go, Katie Compton, fifteen time cyclocross in a row, fifteen in a row wow. yep. national championships wow. uh, for Katie Compton. Yep, and she's a she wrecks house overseas as well. Wow. Uh, muddy course. But we also yeah. got to get a, give a shout out to Stephen Hyde. We got to. Which uh, <laughs> Dale did not realize that uh, he has raced against Stephen Hyde yeah. way back in uh, well, God, I 2012, like I think. T- 11 or 12. Tour de Tuscaloosa. Yeah. He, he won the, Stephen Hyde won the road race. And I was trying to find a, a picture of Dale. Like, yeah, Dale got like there's six a picture, or so. Somewhere there's a picture of me chasing him up the last yeah. hill. I think they called him like the... Uh, Kind of a throwback to what's his face, the the flying tomato, yeah. Because he's he's got the red hair and stuff, uh-huh. kind of like our our boy Philip yeah. here. Yeah, gingers unite. But yeah, cyclocross uh, <laughs> nationals, muddy, sloppy, yeah. nasty race. So shout out to all the uh, the people who were there. Yeah, those those are some pretty solid shout outs. Philip, you got any? Um, come on, man. Let's see. Come up with something. Well, one of my buddies did the cyclocross uh, nationals, um, and like his pictures are awesome. So my buddy yeah. Pete Murray, who did uh, uh, did worlds with him in Australia, so he was out yeah. there at that race too, and he said it was the longest 10k run he's ever done, uh, <laughs> where <laughs> carrying a bike. So, That's awesome. And then everything was just you know covered in oh, two nasty. inch thick mud afterwards. Oh, yeah. So, nasty. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure there was plenty of broken parts. Yeah. Derailers, yeah. hangers, mm-hmm. chains. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. What do you got? You got anyone, Dale? Um, I got nothing right now. Yeah, it's kind of a slower, it's, slower it's time of year of, right now. Yeah, slow time of year. Um, hadn't had anybody race last week. Uh, yeah, so. This is probably the first week in how many weeks that we haven't had. All, all year. An athlete racing. You know, it's usually out of 52 weeks, there may be like five that mm. people don't race. Yeah. It's just these coming these next few Holiday weeks really yeah. and stuff. Yeah, there's always always somebody racing, which is awesome. Yeah, oh, for sure. But uh but yeah, gets it keeps you on your toes. Mm-hmm. Hmm. All right, so we're gonna get into talking to Philip here. So uh Philip, give everybody kind of a an idea of your like life scenario uh as far as family work, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Just so people know that you're not a professional athlete. right right we are yeah. in your place of employment right. which they were nice enough to let us yeah. uh kind of bogart your boardroom here yeah yeah, so. yeah yeah by the way super nice boardroom yeah apparently the biggest cool. uh table biggest boardroom table in memphis uh-huh. from what i've been told yeah. uh, <laughs> that's a challenge yeah that's a challenge. yeah come on <laughs> that's right um so this is pyramid safety that we're at today i've been here five years in march um grew up in memphis uh 
worked in real estate, but sales for the most part for most of my life. Um, so, you know, to anybody who's done anything in sales, you know that like you're pretty much work. You, you can always stay doing something. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I've been doing that. I'm a territory sales manager, so I travel a little bit too, usually about once a month for about a week or so at a time. Um, so that can always be challenging. Dale does a lot with me on that. I'm saying, okay, you know, during that week, you're only going to be able to run and do strength work most of the time. Um, so figuring yeah. out, adjusting schedules and Got stuff balance, on that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm uh, married to Laura Kate. Uh, shout, she's out, awesome. out, Laura shout Kate. out. Shout out. Shout out. She uh, is obviously my, my main support system, takes care of me, and uh, keeps me out of trouble. Um, <laughs> yeah. So grew up in Memphis. Did, yeah, you, did you play sports growing up? Yes. I uh, kind of grew up playing a little bit of everything. Basketball yeah. was always my favorite, but I played basketball, uh, baseball, soccer, ultimate frisbee, uh, racquetball. I grew up working at the Bartlett Rec Center. Uh, pretty oh, much cool. as soon as I turned 16, I was a lifeguard there. Yeah. Worked there on and off through high school and college and even a little bit after college. So I think I was there like eight years total. Oh, wow. um, but I did everything I could there. Played racquetball up there a ton. Played tennis at some tennis courts around the corner. Um, so I kind of grew up always playing just anything ever I could. Um, yeah, I think uh, you're probably one of the only people, you and probably Adam uh, Kolesny, yeah. uh, who rival Funston in height. Mm-hmm. And so anytime yeah. I get into a picture with this guy over here, <laughs> I feel very short. Sales like at his shoulder. One, I have that, and I can't outsmile you, so <laughs> there's no way. What you need to do is uh, what my dad does, and anytime we take a picture together, he puts his arm around me and then stands like, up on his yeah. toes and pushes down. Yeah. So, yep. yeah. We had a long stretch. My brother would always find his way like uphill. Like, how do you yeah. find a... Uh, yeah. Uphill spot Find the for right each picture. Angle. Yeah, he'd yeah. always, but now he's bigger than me. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, kind of give a brief, a brief uh, idea of how you got into triathlon. How, why? Yeah, yeah uh, that's always interesting. And to then hear. kind of like your your first triathlon experience. Okay, that's always a good story. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, so I grew up swimming. Was kind of my background. Uh, elementary school, I swam for the Central Flames out at Central Church. Shout out! Uh, shout out! Back in the day, uh, that was mainly you know middle school, early elementary school. So swimming was always my background. Then, like I said, I lifeguarded for like eight years of my life. So I was always around a pool. Uh-huh. Um, had some good coaches uh, that were that worked up at the Bart the Rec Center and stuff a ton. So swimming is kind of what got me into it. And then Adam Kaluzny, uh, one of my good buddies, I've known for forever. Uh, was always a big good looking runner. dude. Yeah, he's he's a model. Shout out, shout out, <laughs> shout out to AK. <laughs> uh, he got me into running, and we'd go up to Shelby Farms and run the little Chickasaw 5K or whatever oh. up there all the time, and that would be our kind of our, our thing that we would do. And uh, he got really into running, and then he did Memphis in May triathlon, I think the Olympic distance uh, himself, and then we kind of started riding bikes together with a couple other folks in Bartlett when we lived there at the time, and. Um, B-Town's Finest was our, our group, the TMF, <laughs> TMF, <laughs> Team TMF. Yeah. And uh, we would uh, just do a bunch of riding together. We started off doing relays. Um, yeah. And so Adam would run, obviously. I would swim, and my buddy Mike Rose would bike for us. Um, so we did that all together. And I remember, like I said, it was the last year in, uh, in Millington before it went you know, down yeah. to Mississippi. Down to Tunica. Yeah. Down to Tunica. Um, and we would uh, we'd relay it. And I remember doing the swim for the Olympic distance and getting done, like sprinting over there. Then Mike took off on the bike. And then like five minutes later, I was like, well, I could probably do more than this, uh-huh. than just the swim. Yeah. And it was so fun, just that atmosphere being around it. So I think my first triathlon that I did all myself was Dragonfly that year, that same year. And I just remember it was so hot. Mm. Um, oh, that was before they moved it. They moved the date. Yeah, yeah. So it was always blazing. Yeah, hot. it was, was that always the July. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was terrible hot, and like they had back then, they had um, it was like sprinkler tents afterwards. Yeah, and I remember getting <laughs> done and just like laying on the ground in the sprinkler tent <laughs> and just like pour, like letting water fall on myself, and like I sat there for a while. And actually, Adam had a little boat, and we were taking the boat out on Sardis. He was like, come on, we're going to go get some beers and go out on the lake and stuff. And I was like, I need to lay here for a little while longer and hydrate. <laughs> go, so, give me an hour, please. So, yeah, yeah. It means a lot. Yeah. Let Philip pass up a beer. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think I came in like eighth out of eight in my age group there you go. Uh, that, that year. That's what so, we like to hear. Yeah. You yeah. have to have that, that humbling first yes. experience, or you don't appreciate it yes. nearly as much. Yep. I know I kind of 
I think I told my story a little bit in the, when we talked mm-hmm. and yeah, I almost died in the first one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, you know, I was pr- probably like almost dead last in the, yeah. in my age group. And, yeah. but it makes yeah, you don't, don't let yeah. uh, one of the big thing for anyone listening, like don't let your first race experience be your, your judge on how you yes. can perform within that sure. sport. So, yeah. you know, Philip would, Oh, I got last in my age group. Uh, you know, if he'd have stopped there, you know, the rest of the tale of, it. you know, what we're going to yeah. be talking about later, you know, with your national championship win, I mean, that would have never happened. Yeah. Um, so yeah. use your first one, keep building experience and like treat this as a process, not a, yes. I'm going to be terrific. Yeah. The, the first race I do, yeah. I thought I was going to, and yeah. that was a similar story. I, yeah. I ended up like 85th or 90th yeah. or something yeah. out of 110 people. Yeah. Well, when you're like a competitive minded person mm-hmm. and you get into a sport like this, you're like, I'll be fine. And then How like, hard could it be? you get totally demolished and humbled uh, and then yep. you know but that's that competitiveness is also what makes you say it's a motivator well yeah. i guess i'm gonna have to keep working at this yep. because if i don't i'm gonna just keep i view it smashed. as only upside really. yeah yeah i mean yeah, if you, you can if only you start at the bottom there's only one way to go that's right yeah. that's right yeah <laughs> so uh so at what point like what was the thing that kind of made you like think about even looking into a coach let alone choosing one but made you think about maybe a coach could help me or that's kind of, you know, I need that help or want that guidance or whatever, you know, what, what was the tipping point for you? Yeah. So when I, when I first started, I guess racing and stuff in general, I kind of just did my own thing and like I'd do um, some group rides back when RBs was out in Arlington Bartlett area, Uh, did a lot of group rides with them. And then I'd run with Adam and a few other folks, but it kind of was just like, whatever I felt like doing training wise. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, it wasn't or whatever my friend is doing. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, and Adam and I uh, signed up to do uh, New Orleans half Ironman, uh, went down there. I think well, we did it like four years in a row and it was like the swim got canceled three of the first four years, mm-hmm. um, you know, so and it was really hot and humid down there. So we would just take kind of a, you know, a plan that we'd find online. Yeah. Um, you know, just like yep. a free program and, you know, hey, this is what you need to do kind of for training wise. Um, but I think when we first met was probably uh, Memphis in May, one of those years uh, when it was in uh, in Tunica. Yeah. Uh, I think it was the year it rained a ton. And oh, it yeah. was just oh, super yeah. muddy. Yeah. yeah. And I just remember seeing you guys uh, and talking to you guys a little bit afterwards at the little pool party award right. ceremony. Yeah. That yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then I knew a lot of the other guys, you know, uh, a lot of people that I kind of looked up to in racing that I knew, uh, Billy Toon was a guy I followed for a long time that kind of got me, he worked with me years ago in high school at the Bartlett Rec Center and kind of got me, he was one of the first persons that got me to buy a road bike. Okay. Uh, and I'd go road biking with Billy and I'd be like, oh yeah, I can go out and ride. I'll go out and ride five miles on my own. I can go ride with Billy. <laughs> and then he'd take me out in the hills of Arlington and I would just like, he'd just like leave me or something and I'd have to, we, we'd end up working it out. But uh, yeah, I was like, it was, that was another humbling thing, but uh-huh, kind of decided, yeah. I was like, I need structure and a plan. I've kind of gone as far as I'm going to go on my own, you know, just kind of yeah. winging it. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's pretty, that's a pretty common, I guess, common story is, uh, you know, you, you get into it. There's, I mean, obviously there's so much free information out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can find a plan for anything for free. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's it, it comes down to, okay, I've got I've got a plan. Okay, now I still have to structure it into my day. I have to adapt it when things get crazy. Yep. Um, you know, and and I have to adapt it for my own ability level. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's one of the big differences with like a more of a custom coaching plan versus a, you know, like a, a pre-built program is the adjustments yeah. that are made yeah. based on progress. Yeah. So being able to see, uh, oh, there's the uh, there's the dinner bell. Dinner bell. Yeah. Dinner yeah. bell's going <laughs> on. We're we out. probably can't hear it, but <laughs> they've got this massive bell that I guess they do for lunchtime. Yep. Uh, yep. I almost hit it when we started, but uh, <laughs> everybody would have rushed up. Would have caused chaos. <laughs> but I think that's one of the big things. You need to be able to adjust your plan around your life. Yeah. Uh, be able to adapt it when you do have vacation and can't work yeah. out, yeah. Um, or you know if you're uh, progressing faster than what the program is is built for yeah. you know you need to make those changes otherwise you're you're holding yourself back and you don't even know it 
Yeah, absolutely. Adam uh, said you're not smiling right now. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. Success. Boom. <laughs> we we so, made a bet that we couldn't get Philip to not smile yep. for more than about three seconds. Yeah. <laughs> we made him think too much. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> so, um, so kind of what I wanted to get into is, you know, when we first started with you, it was kind of, I mean, it's I always love looking back on, on athletes progress. So, you know, when you first came to us, you were, you know, it was almost like we were, you were kind of happy with a, an age group placing, Oh yeah. you know, yeah. um, you know, even a, a, just a top three in an age group. And, you know, now at this point, four years later, um, you know, now you're not only a consistent, uh, contender for the overall win in the local racing scene, you know, you pulled off a aqua bike age group national championship this year. Um, you know, and qualified for worlds Mm -hmm. a number of times. Um, so, you know, without really like, if you never took the time to really look back on that, you know, you would just, you would lose like really how much progress that you've made. So, um, you know, kind of get into a few things that you feel like have been the biggest difference maker for you to go from that kind of age group placing into like really being a contender yeah i think and you guys talk about it on a lot of these pretty much every uh you know coaches on couches but i mean the consistency side absolutely um you know i mean i think going back dirty c word that dirty c word that's right (laughs) i mean going back to talking about before i started you know you started coaching me i i might go depending on a work schedule and things like that i might go three or four days with workouts and then i might go three or four days not doing anything yeah yeah um you know and the structure that y'all put together i remember even when i first started being coached by you uh probably the first two months i couldn't i couldn't complete the structured workouts that you had mm-hmm. necessarily because for me i wasn't at that level fitness wise or able to to do it um, you know, and say, and not just wear myself out and kill myself on yeah. it. Um, so I think, you know, the consistency part is definitely a big part of it. And then finding ways to just always to make sure you're enjoying it and keep, keep doing it. Cause if you're not, if you don't enjoy it and you don't love it, you're not going to want to do it anyway. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, I think that's a big part of it. Consistency is huge. I think, you know, for you, um, you've communicated over the years, very well like with how you're how you're feeling um you know stuff you have coming up yeah so that makes it so much easier to like plan the training the quality around you know your your travel and your work and family stuff and uh so that helps consistency alone um but at the same time you, you know um we've always we've always had some sort of a goal in mind yeah uh you know whether it's not always an event goal. I mean, we do set event goals, but then, you know, we've always had kind of little focuses or little goals, Sure. you know, especially through like the off season when there's yeah. not really a race in sight. Yeah. Most people would kind of chill. Yeah. Uh, you know, but we've, we've kind of picked a limiter to and, work on and work on Absolutely. it. I think that's been a huge thing for you. Um, so yeah, I mean the consistency, working on limiters consistently, especially in this off off season time of year. Um, and then like, you know, you talked about keeping it fun. Yeah. You know, there's always been times where I can kind of tell you're getting tired, just worn out with the whole structure and everything. Yep. And you try not to push, push as hard, uh, enforce the, the super, super structure on people. Cause that was, that's, I mean, that can burn people out and absolutely, you know, yeah. Eight weeks of really, really, really hard structure will, you There's know, a lot yeah. that six them. weeks, six weeks is yeah. too much for some yeah. folks. I mean, learning that yeah. as well is a, is a big yeah. part of that coach athlete yes. relationship is knowing, you know, how, how long can you push someone before? Yeah. Usually it's up here. You know, yeah. It, goes, yeah, it is a lot. goes first. Yeah. Or it's like, well, uh, I think that's one thing I've always liked about triathlon. Even, I mean, I like doing the road racing and crits and messing around that and doing, you know, running races. But I, I like about triathlon is I can always kind of do something different, you know, mm-hmm. versus like, you know, 
you spend too much time running or spend too much time biking and you kind of it's a good way to mix it up and, and i think even yeah it burns you out mm-hmm. i think even like this past year uh i bought a cross bike um and you know messing around on that and, like yep. getting on trails for the first time just to do something different yep. you know and no, see huge. a different side of things versus you know being out on the road all the time so yeah, all, yeah, it was it was yeah, a nice out on the fun road experience. the same loop the yeah. Yep. Yeah. Same a lot of- run loop, the same bike loop, you know, you do yeah. the same swim workout or something or go swim at the same time mm-hmm. or, or whatever. So it's I nice think to mix it up. And you know, and on my end, a couple other things that come to mind that have really kind of uh, helped springboard things over the years. One is that you're a super positive person by nature, which is great mm-hmm. uh, because even when we don't get the result that we're looking for, you always, you know, we, you know, always able to find like the good thing that happened within yeah. the race to kind of, you know, yep. you don't ever get down for more than like half a day, yeah. you know, for 24 any, hour rule. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, you just cry it out at night and the yeah. next morning you're afraid yeah. to go. Yeah. Yeah. If you have a bad race, you know, or if you have a great race, you know, 24 uh, hours to kind of think on it and then you start back over yeah. the next day. Yeah. So, and, at, and at the same time, you know, like one of the big things is you've, you've trusted us to, you know, to say like, Hey, let's not do long course for yeah. a couple seasons. You know, that's where yeah. everybody goes, but you know, I've been able, we've been able to really in on and doing mostly short course races in the last two, two seasons or so. Yeah. And, yeah. uh, and you've gotten faster. Yeah. I mean, across the board. So, yeah. um, the last thing I would say would be, you know, you are, You've you've allowed some races to be training races. Yes, we know yeah. on the front end that they're not going to be, they're not intended to be going for a win. Yeah, or anything like that. But we set, you know, we'll set like a little goal in it, like, hey, Philip, swim as hard as you friggin' can, mm-hmm. and let's just see what happens. Yep, yep. <laughs> because we've never done that before. Yeah. Like, let's just see if if you can actually swim harder. Yeah. than you have been. And still ride at your ability, you know, yeah. and those are the things that we are able to experiment with because you're not, you're not, you know, dead set on, yeah, you know, having this awesome race every race. I yeah. think that's a fault that a lot of people fall into is wanting to be fresh and on peak form. And if you're doing, you know, one race a year, you know, say sure. you're doing long course and you just have one. Yeah. Okay. That's one thing. But, you know, if you're a runner or a cyclist that you've got, or even triathlon, you know, if you're yeah. going short course. If you've got multiple events and each time you want to have rested legs uh, oh, yeah. going into it, you end up detraining mm-hmm. because you're yep. racing. Instead yep. of racing being something that you're going to ele- you know help elevate fitness, yeah. yep. you end up sort of detraining, and it's a problem we see a ton with um, you know like your category five and category four cyclists, yeah, because their races are so short. You know, it's a, a hour long yeah. event. Absolutely. They're sacrificing a three or four hour training ride for an hour long. Yep. Event and if they do that too much, you, yep. the fitness falls off. That's exactly what I was going to say as an example of a train through race. Like I feel like you know the Tiger Lane Crit Series usually you know in April and stuff when they do stuff like that. You know there's usually that's the beginning of tri season. You got Rebel Man, Thunder in the Forest. You're getting coming up Memphis in May or Chattanooga. Mm-hmm. So I mean you could race in April some years. I may race every weekend and then also the crits. You know when yep. they were on on Wednesdays and stuff yep. and it can be really busy and like but those are great. For me, not doing a lot, I'm not doing 12 crit races a year. Yeah. You know, I may do just a handful of the local ones around here um, that I like doing. But for me, like, I'm not necessarily trying to go out there. I want to do as well as I can. Um, but yeah. for me, those are great training opportunities because yeah. yeah. it's it's just good race efforts. Yeah. And Phillip's the one we'd see running during the next Yeah. Like, we'd be racing after <laughs> yep. him and Phillip would be doing his... because uh, Dale would have me do his brick <laughs> afterwards. A little full brick yeah. run. Yep. That's I mean that's a whole, I mean that's another good point is that um you've you've dabbled in other disciplines that just have elevated, you know, like doing some of like the the time the Memphis mile, swimming the Memphis mile yeah. or like some of the like we did the um that open swim meet, you uh-huh. know, or yep. doing road racing, crit racing, time trial, all that stuff that like elevates that one yeah. area of triathlon and we push harder than we probably ever would if we were doing specific triathlon training 
So you kind of get this, a really a big idea of like where the ceiling really is. Yep. Mm-hmm. Because yep. if you never test the ceiling, and it's so much easier to test the ceiling in a race. Oh, sure. sure. So yeah. like, you know, you, you test the ceiling and then, okay, well, we've been training at this zone, but in that race, he hit a new threshold. Yeah. So we might as well up the game. Well, and to your point, what you were talking about, like, you know, what I like about the last two years doing all these short court stuff is that like, Typically, doing an Ironman or, or a half Ironman, most people aren't doing five of those, you know, a year. It's yeah, just a yeah, big, exactly. it's a big world. They're doing one or two races, and they yeah. pick that and go for it. Whereas, doing a lot of the short course stuff, you know, why, like you said, why you may not be fresh sometimes, it's still a good opportunity. Like, you know, all right, let's say I have a bad race this weekend. Well, I'm racing again in two weeks. So, yeah, you know, I have a chance Your to kind of... season's not hinging on exactly. one performance where you could get sick, you could get injured. Could get you sick. Could, the yeah. weather could be bad. You may have not had enough pH in your body, Bam. you know, and Shout like out. your nutrition. I still have the good. shameless plug. So, the shameless <laughs> plug. <laughs> so, I mean, there's yeah. all these other factors, and then the short course side of it makes it fun where you can say, okay, I mean, you can to some degree, kind of go out and fake it for an hour, uh-huh. you know, yep. versus yep. being out there for eight hours or four-hour race or whatever it is yep. you're doing. Well, yes, being man. out in that environment, too, with other people that are competing, it's an exciting thing. It, it helps yep. kind of yeah. boost, regardless of your performance, yeah. that's something that kind of helps boost your yeah. morale and your desire to yep. train. I know we're getting a little off topic here, but, you know, that's a, another whole thing was Philip has stayed motivated, I think, in part because we haven't necessarily put all the eggs in one basket all the time. Yeah. Like with a lot of times with long course, like that's the goal race. And that's oh, like, mm-hmm. if you have a crap day and you've put six months of training into it, that sucks. you know, it, it hits you a little bit harder Yeah, you know, absolutely. You know, to where like short courses, you eat, you recover from it quicker. You know, you can move on quicker and just get back to, to mm-hmm. training. So yep. I think that's been a big, a big part of, of your consistency and, and improvement over the years. Um, Let's talk a little bit about this season, okay? Because it has yeah. been it has been an interesting yeah season long for one you. Too. Long, yeah, long, probably yeah. the longest season you've had yeah um, ever yeah yeah absolutely. <laughs> so you know we we worked on uh, running and and you know you kept on doing house pain over yep. last last winter, uh, doing it again this winter. Um, mm-hmm. It's been a kind of a staple in your off season, absolutely. but um, you know we got into. We kind of were going into Rebel Man mm-hmm. uh, because that's kind of one of your favorite yeah. early season. Yep. Being, being a rebel yourself, yep, yep, um, one of your favorite races. So we knew we wanted to, you know, it's not a big race, but we wanted to sure. do well. First there. race of the year, yeah. you want to see what you've done with all the, yeah. the off season yeah. work, the fitness you've put to in. test. Yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. Yeah, so, so yeah, we got we got into Rebel Man with some good fitness mm-hmm. and. Uh, you know, you're getting off, you're almost into transition, you're leading, Yeah. Uh, had a good swim, smashed the bike as usual in the lead and g- going into transition, you can finish the story. So you, yeah, coming in transition, uh, you're coming in and you go up a hill and you take a left turn, another left turn. Um, and that's traditionally what they were doing, what we've done in the past. And we're going to the last left-hand turn. And the lead police car had kind of stopped, and I think they weren't sure which way to go. And then the volunteers weren't sure which way to send me, and they were kind of standing where the turn was. So I kind of reacted and didn't know what to do. And uh, I think I braked too hard or caught my foot and ended up flying over the handlebars. And when I did, originally my calf cramped up. I remember it was the first thing I felt, and that was the first thing I noticed. And then landed on my arm and shoulder uh, pretty good and had some good road rash. But the calf is what I felt immediately. Uh, and I got back up on the bike, bars were kind of bent down a little bit and moved and just kind of struggled into transition and realized that oh, my, my arm hurts pretty good. Um, and I couldn't figure out at that time where it hurt. Yeah. I just remember it just being pretty much all of that Not hurting. So much here just, yeah. or yeah. here. Yeah. Just, just like just right there. There. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I get in transition, get off the bike. It was really cold that day, so I think I had worn a jacket on the bike. Um and I try to take the jacket off because at this point I'm hot from the bike. And, uh, and I knew Adam's chasing me, Bubba's chasing me, uh, Yancey's chasing me. All these guys typically faster runners than me. Yeah. So I know that they're behind me. Uh, and I've spent, you know, a couple minutes on the ground here, you know, trying to get my wits about me and moving yeah. slow back into transition. So I was like, all right, well, I got to I get it going. So I put my shoes on, take off running. 
And uh, I ended up breaking my elbow and then cracked my wrist as well, which explains why all of that yeah, kind of hurt. That whole so, region. Yeah. That whole arm. Um, and I didn't realize until I started running, I was like, all right, the calf doesn't hurt anymore. And I was like, yeah, something, something hurts. And I could move the arm. If you've ever had any of those injuries in your arm, you move it just a little bit one way or another, like, It'll just be excruciating shooting, pain. Shooting, yeah. yeah. Um, a lot so, of nerves that run through there. Yeah, a lot of nerves, a lot of nerves. And, like, I remember when I was running, it's just, like, you could move it a certain way. I finally just kind of just held it as much as I could in one spot. But uh, it it probably worked out, too, a little bit to some degree because, I mean, I think it was my best – my best one of my best runs of the year off the bike. It was your – it was the first time you ran under 20 – on a 5K. on a 5K on, off the bike. Yeah. I think it was uh, the first one I had done, even on a scratch one, too maybe uh, possibly yeah i think uh, i'd been close to it but, but you still still took the overall win mm-hmm. um you know bloodied battered yeah and uh you know and that kind of set off it kind of derailed a little bit you know the first part of the season because yeah. you were i guess in a sling for a short time and then yeah, couldn't swim for a little bit i could i could bike as long as i didn't put any pressure on it and i really couldn't run hardly at all yeah. i think i still remember when i almost had to smack you uh when you showed up to the the fast group ride with, oh, your, yeah, yeah. with your wrist and yeah. you broke a spoke and almost yeah yeah oh, we were, uh, down again. oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. I, uh, I think it was like one of the little yard sign metal pieces yeah. that come out in the road on wolf river and Oh, I got so nervous because I saw the, I saw it wrapping around my <laughs> spoke, and I was like, "All right, this is eventually going to lock." So, yeah, I was like, "Fortunately, I didn't, I didn't want to tell it. Dale uh, that <laughs> it happened." Yeah, yeah, Brad, yeah Brad I ran him out quick. <laughs> Brad yeah, ran him yeah, out yeah. quick. No, yep. <laughs> yeah, I, I was uh, I was trying to decide whether uh, to show up at your house. Yeah, and, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Give you a smacky. Yep. Yep. But when you're, you know, I think when I was hurt during all that time, man, nothing makes you want to go and do workouts more when you can't go and oh, do yeah. workouts. Oh, yeah. Um, I've tested know. that numerous so, times. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So what were like a couple of things, you know, briefly, what were a couple of things that, that kind of got you through that stretch of um, downtime, forced downtime, uh, so, so to speak? I mean, we, we didn't stop. We didn't no, stop. we didn't stop. But, um, I think the biggest thing was I didn't want to, lose too much i knew i was going to lose some of the gains that i had made um, because i think it was probably about a month month and a half uh recovery wise and stuff Mm -hmm. um so just trying to stay consistently doing something i remember even like when i finally did start swimming i was like okay i can't really pull with this arm so i'll just go out and do kick drills um you know or i could swim i could swim a little bit like if i wore fins and did light light pulling or like mainly left-handed pulling you know and just figuring out what I could do um, and finding stuff to work. So, obviously, I spent a lot of time on the trainer, mm-hmm. um, you know, trying not to put any pressure on that elbow. And actually, it worked out well, too, just getting on the trainer on the TT bike was more comfortable sitting with the pad there yeah. versus being on the hoods. Yeah, I'm putting so, more pressure on your, on your elbow. Yeah. And a lot of times going through injury like that, like the workouts you can do, it's more about yeah the mind. Yep. You know, you get so used to <clears throat> exercise and training. and Yep. Uh, that being derailed uh, mm-hmm. can mess with the mind so yeah. much. So yes. uh, being able to do something um, and listening yeah. to the body obviously is, is figuring huge. out. I mean, yeah, anything you can do to continue to not only be active, but you know, uh, what can we do? You know, if your upper body's in pain or upper body's kind of hurt, what can you do? lower lower yeah. body wise and that's what we went to doing a lot of kick stuff and yep absolutely you know uh you know we had to sit up on the trainer yeah or be in arrow but you know yeah that was just and since i couldn't stand up we'd he, you would tell me like all right if you're if you start getting tired get off the bike for a couple of minutes stretch around so yeah. you know because you can't stand up like you normally could on a trainer to yeah. you know give your butt a rest yeah so yeah so i mean that was you know you know from my side and from your side that was kind of uh not the start of the season that we wanted. And that kind of, you know, one of the mainstays over the last couple of years had been Memphis and May. And, you know, so that, you know, didn't necessarily, you know, pan out the way we had hoped with, with, you know, having such good fitness coming into, you know, the idea was great fitness coming into the first part of the season, kind of trailing it through Rebel Man into Memphis and May. Yep. Um, and then kind of taking a short, short breather break before, before we kind of b- built up to Nats and, yep. and Worlds. 
Um, but so kind of, <clears throat> kind of go into, um, kind of how you felt about that middle part of the season, even leading into nationals. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, Memphis in May, I think, you know, was able to do it and able to race, uh, still kind of, I think even going the week going into we were, it was yeah. unsure if I yeah. should do like, all right, maybe I should just do the sprint and not the Olympic, even though I'd signed up for both. And ended up saying, okay, we'll do the sprint. We'll see how you feel. And then if you feel good enough to do the Olympic, do the Olympic. Yeah. Ended up doing both. I think I swam with a brace on. Um, yeah, we were talking about yeah. that yesterday. Yeah. I was like, did Philip swam with a brace, yeah. didn't yeah, he? Did. Yeah, yeah, swam with a brace on. So my swim obviously wasn't as good as it normally would would, would have been. Um, but it was it was still fun to get out there and you know, mix it up with yeah. everybody and stuff. And then really honestly, I think uh, after that, was able to kind of find a little bit more consistency getting back to normal. Um, and trying to get stuff back to kind of targeting age group nationals and and uh, in Cleveland being kind of the next big goal to get to. Yeah. Um, you know, there mainly I think in between Memphis and May and and nationals did uh, we did heat wave, yeah. did a couple other local races. So nothing too ter- heat wave being probably the longest event, um, but that one wasn't wasn't too bad and felt. Got back to normal, I'd say probably, I don't know if the numbers were quite the same, but maybe in a couple of months, two or three months. Yeah, I think actually at Heatwave, you, the numbers were, actually I think you were slightly above, uh, but I think the time was maybe just a smidge different. Yeah. Mainly, I think the wind that day was, was yeah. it's usually like the opposite direction. Yeah. And I think yep. we had we had that... Um, headwind coming all the way back yep that's right and so oh. normally you get that tail yeah coming back home yeah 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 but you know and then you know we were building toward cleveland and you know in an effort to get a yeah a world spot, spot. for yep. 2019 yep uh so kind of just let's just roll through the like the cleveland uh experience because yeah. that was another one that was yeah a little yeah a little weird yeah well yeah so uh Olympic, it's just the opposite of Memphis and May. They do Olympic the first day and then sprint uh, the next day. Um, and then uh, for us, our age group was the first wave to go off. So for the Olympic, swim was a little long. It was it got choppier as the day went. Yeah. Um, so I remember getting out of the water and just being pissed about my swim. I was like, oh, Dale and everybody, everybody's in front of me. I was like, <laughs> it's like they're so far out. And like I was all the people that I could see in front of me. And I was like, this is like I'm swimming like a half Ironman time. I looked down on. and I was like, I should just stop now. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. I remember uh, Eric and everybody that was out there watching us that day i think said that like everybody that came past looked pissed coming out of the water (laughs) just like just unhappy with it um had a had a good bike that day uh that was a tough run course i I think overall i think i was pretty happy with the run how it went um but there was a lot of good hills on that on that run yeah you have to in the run time you have to consider the course in itself yeah you get that nice drag coming out of coming transition. right out of transition and then it's pretty flat to rolly yep. and then you get that one freaking parking lot yeah. parking lot you have to go down that like 20 percent grade yep do the loop and then come back up it yep and then you got to do it again and then do the whole thing yeah. again the <laughs> yeah. whole lap yep second lap and i felt real good the first lap and i remember the second lap starting to starting to fall apart a little bit and i think actually i think that's where you caught me was in the that parking lot one and you you even said something to me about it later it was like yeah it looked like on that hill, your cadence started dropping yeah. the kind of the last two miles of the race after that hill. Yeah. So, and then uh, <laughs> the next day was the sprint, which was kind of always been typically my better event yeah. for sprinting. Um, and then that swim got canceled just because yeah. of uh, all the weather and the water choppiness which and, and things. doesn't necessarily favor you. No. Uh-uh. <laughs> Considered yeah. you'd probably be, in our age group, probably be one of the first you know, Swim. out of the water. Yeah, yeah. So um, that, that hurt me doing I, – I am thankful they did, you know, a two-mile run on the front end, a two-mile run on the back end versus, you know, New Orleans. Yeah. Years prior, they did a 5K run on the front end and a 3K on the back end. Um, so, you know, that was a little bit better in that regard. But, yeah, it, it meant that I was going to have to push real hard for the whole time and it probably wasn't going to be where I wanted to be um wise on stuff so but it, it ended up working out uh regardless and so uh got got a spot for switzerland uh, yep. worlds this year in 2019 or this coming year this in be your third time right third going time. to worlds yeah 
Yep, yep. Uh, first so Amsterdam. Amsterdam, and then Australia, Australia. Gold Coast, and then uh, Lausanne, Switzerland this year. So, And it's been a fun, uh, that just the world thing in general. My parents were always big on traveling growing up and gave us a lot of cool experiences where I got to go to Europe and the Middle East mm-hmm. and a bunch of cool stuff. So, And that's one thing I've loved about this is, you know, Laura Kate comes with us and sets up all, looks at all the travel stuff and uh, my 87-year-old grandfather's come uh, to all these races, uh, these world oh, events, awesome. and my parents that's are great. coming this year and stuff. So it's been kind of a cool family experience, yeah. too, and a good a travel. Reason, and, a reason to go somewhere yeah. new, somewhere yep, cool. Exactly. Yep. Yep. And even better when you get to race. Yeah, right? absolutely. <laughs> I, I think that's the best part. I think, you know, doing the race, and then we hang out, and Laura Kate likes it, too. We'll hang out for like a week afterwards yeah. and, and do stuff. And then you so. really enjoy the time after, yes. too, yeah. Yeah. because you've hit that goal Yep, and now you can kind of celebrate all the training, all the fitness that exactly. you build, yep. the dedication you had going into it. You have this—it's yep. almost like a big party that yeah. you can. Uh, yeah, that, yep. that downtime that you may not have taken otherwise. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So after after worlds, you know, we kind of talked a little bit, you know, and it kind of came up that you might want to do uh, aqua bike nationals. Yeah, um, just to have a because uh, at that point we weren't necessarily sure you were going to have a spot. Yeah. Uh, for Lausanne and then uh, the, the whatever, the multi-sport festival yeah. is in Spain. Yes, for they, for the long distance yeah, long, USAT yep. or, you know, the half Ironman distance or the yep. aqua bike or the long course duathlon also. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, you know, we kind of talked about it and we weren't even sure if it was going to happen. Like if you yeah. were to get to go because yeah. of work and Yep, just and a stuff bunch like of that. stuff. So, it's a busy time of the year. I think at that know. point, you know, it wasn't a big focus because no. your season had already been so long. Yeah. And, you know, it was kind of like work was starting to take over a little bit, yep. busier time at sea, you know, there. And, um, but we know, we knew you had good swim fitness and mm-hmm. you're hanging on to some good bike fitness yeah. pretty much year round. So, yeah. Yeah. um, you know, we kind of just decided let's, you know, if you can get time off work and, and whatnot and, work. and, and yeah. let's give it a shot. So, uh, Inevitably, it turned out pretty good. So yeah. just, yeah. <laughs> just uh, go through kind of the whole, you know, kind of just real quick go over that experience because, one, you borrowed a bike. Yeah. You weren't yeah. even on your own bike. Thanks, Derek. Yeah. yeah. Shout yeah. Out yeah. Derek, Derek Morgan. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, Derek and, and Casey both lived down there uh, like 30 minutes from the race site. And coach, me... Our coach, Casey. Yep. Yep. Coach Casey. Yep. And yeah. they let me, uh, let me crash with them. Derek let me borrow his bike. Uh, which was actually previously Newberry's bike, uh, time trial bike. Um, so that was nice. I didn't have to ship a bike, and I'd never shipped my TT bike and taken it all apart. Um, so, I mean, uh, wanted to kind of do something a little bit different, too. And I knew, you know, we started the season, Rebel Man was in April, yeah. and at this point it's November. Yeah. So, you know, a long season of racing, um, kind of getting a little, you know, tired and worn out feeling, but wanted to do something different and, like, not having to run, which is my <laughs> my weakest of the three events, yep. uh, was nice. Um, and I remember even like finishing that course, I was like so thankful that I don't have to run. Because I think that weekend it was mid eighties in Miami, and it was like Laura Kate was putting up the Christmas tree here in Memphis, saying it was thirty two <laughs> degrees. You yeah, know? and I'm like sweating walking to the car. Uh-huh. Um, you know, down to Miami and stuff. So I was very very thankful that uh, I didn't have to do a, a run afterwards. And traditionally, you know. Like myself, you know, we both don't do really well in, in heat, super hot, humid yep. conditions. Yep. You know, especially on the run. So yeah, you know, it was a, you know, it, it did it didn't necessarily play in your favor to have those conditions, but the fact that we didn't have to run in those conditions, yes, was, you know, we're used to it. We're used to the conditions for the most part, but it's just when you get to that run and it's, yeah. it just sits on you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's yep. not as much airflow beating you down a lot more. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So kind of jump into the race a little bit. Um, so race started really early. It was a very early race. I think it's our, our wave was the first wave. Uh, I think it went off at six fifteen, So it was still dark outside and it started like storming and raining that morning, pretty much right up until the race started. Mm-hmm. Um, so like I remember I already had bike in transition uh, swim hadn't opened yet to be able to swim. So I was like, all right, I'll go run. And I just remember running in the rain for, for a little bit. Um, and, and going out and doing the swim. It was a mass start swim, which I, I prefer. Uh, we had a good group that started off. I think, I 
think I stayed about 10th, 11th on the swim. Um, a lot of kind of the first 10 people were kind of all spread out in between. And then we had a pretty good group. Uh, it was me and another guy. And then I think we kind of separated from that group and me and him pretty much stayed together. It was two laps of the swim, okay. uh, which is fun because you get out and you can kind of see what's going on and where people are. Um, but it's also, all right, you just swam this course, you can swim it again. Mm-hmm. But the second lap going through, now we're mixing in with everyone else on the later waves. So now gotcha. you're starting to have to zigzag through people yep. and stuff. Um, so a pretty decent swim. I think I was 31 and change on the swim. Uh, it had a little bit long, but uh, you know, for an open water, uh, I was happy with it. I think it was like a 130 pace ish on the swim um got out of the water got on the bike like i said bar and derek's bike um so a little bit different fit adjusted it a little bit uh (laughs) i raised his seat up probably two inches or so maybe two and a half inches but i didn't push the seat forward uh in retrospect and you know did some pre-ride stuff on it and seemed fine um and i think the uh you know the first hour felt really good um first hour felt great um, the guy that I did most of the swim with him and I kind of rabbited back and forth on the, on the bike, uh, for that first hour. And I think we were probably about a 25 average, maybe 25 and a half. And then the second hour, about 40, an hour, 45 in, I started feeling a little rough and just tightness in the shoulders and oh, yeah. neck. And just, <laughs> I think, uh, I think I was stretched out to, uh, really far. Yeah. Um, so I think my average probably dropped for that second hour into 20 mid 23, and then like the last, the last ended up being, I think two hours and 25 minute bike. The last two, uh, 20, 25 minutes was just miserable for me. <laughs> and I was just, gonna be oh yeah. I, I remember even mentally in my head, cause it was the, the bike course was, it was an out and then it was a, a big kind of square rectangle that you do two laps of and then you come back in. And I remember thinking like the out wasn't that, that bad going back out. So like after I did the second loop, I was like maybe this course is short. And I think even like mentally started playing the games. It was like, oh yeah, it's probably like five miles short. This, this course <laughs> is definitely going to be short. Like, yeah, you're, you're only going to be here for a few more minutes. Um, and the last six miles was just terrible trying to get back in. And I, I had just to like in my head, try to stay focused on just staying arrow. Cause we were going into a headwind coming yeah. back in. Yeah. Um, but it just, my shoulders were so tight and everything. I remember even just a few times standing up and getting out of the saddle. Cause it's, I mean, it's, Miami, Fort Lauderdale, so it's flat as a pancake out mm-hmm. there. The only time you're getting out of the saddle is turns. Yeah. Um, <coughs> you know, getting back up to speed. And I remember um, coming back in just hurting uh, shoulder-wise and stuff and was just like, all right. And, you know, for, for this, uh, it ends as soon as you cross the transition mat line, you know, kind of coming into the transition area. And I was like, I don't want anyone to catch me in this last little couple of miles coming back in. Yeah. Um, so I remember getting done, like I said, and just, uh, I think I put my bike up and then laid on the ground for a little <laughs> while, uh, just cause I, I really hadn't done a lot of harder efforts on the TT bike for that long of a time period. Yeah, a, um, most of that gym. season was, you know, an hour tops typically, um, yep. you know, for, for a race. Yeah. So. Race wise, we did plenty of three, yeah. three hour bikes. But. <laughs> Absolutely. But not necessarily <laughs> on something where I was in, in arrow for that extended time pushing. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So overall, it worked out. Worked out. Got yeah. The, got the national championship jersey. Yep. Top spot on the podium. Yeah. yeah. Solid. It's a, yeah. earned you a shout out. It actually yeah. earned yeah. you a shout out on. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome, man. So, um, like the last little thing we'll get into here is just: Do you have any like uh, tips for kind of time crunched people like yourself on like how to? go about it or how to fit it all in, you know, just one or two things that. Yeah. Um, and I, I think, uh, y'all have talked about this before on multiple, uh, couches too. Um, talking about just trying to get, make sure you're getting something in for sure. Yep. Um, and then figuring out ways to do stuff, whether it be like, um, an example, uh, trying to fit stuff in. If I'm, you know, here up at work and I need to go get an oil change, I'll go drop the car off and then I'll run back to the office. Now, I may only get four miles in, but it's something that I might not have been able to do. Or I like to try to go swim at lunch, but even though that's only like 30 minutes uh, that I can typically squeeze in. But I think finding ways to make make it work, um, you know, 
And then obviously, you know, Laura Kate makes it really easy for me too. So <laughs> let's, shout let's out. me do it. Yeah, double shout out. Uh, let's let's me. She knows that the the training I do is a priority and uh, for me and my life. And that, frankly, if I don't get it done, I get grumpy. Um, <laughs> kind of like what we had talked about earlier. Oh, yeah. um, so she she takes care of me. And that, that, that that kind of thing you're talking about, like you know, going and dropping the car from running back, like it takes planning. But mm-hmm. I think people like tell themselves they don't have time. Yes. And those are the type of things that like, you can take advantage of those small blocks. Yeah. And you can get in some decent training. Add up. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then, you know, in just those, you know, 30 minutes. Yeah. Well, even um, one thing I've kind of figured out, you know, even here, you know, where where our, our, my office is located, we're in Piperton, pretty much, you know, Fayette County out here, and I live in East Memphis. So, like, if I leave work at 4.30 – I beat a lot of traffic going home. If I leave work at five, I'm going to get stuck in traffic going home and it'll probably take twice as long. So a lot of times what I'll do is I'll bring my run stuff with me and we've got a little pond with a track around it out back and I'll just do my workout immediately after work instead of going home and then doing my workout because I may, you know, kind of sit around for a little while and you get, you find the stuff that, chores or the distractions or the things that keep you from doing it that get in your mind and like, oh, I could push this off. I'll make it up another day or whatever. Yeah. So... Cool. Yeah, but being prepared and having it helps a lot. All right, last thing. What's next? Uh, so, yeah, 2019 kind of goal stuff. I'll do a lot of the short stuff again, uh, but Chattanooga Half Ironman in May uh, will probably be the first kind of goal race. Probably first race of the year will probably be Rebel Man again, I think. Um, Let's get that uh, transition down. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Well, I'm definitely. Yeah, no whammies. Definitely. Yeah. No whammies. No, no whammies. whammies this time. But I'm excited to go back again for that one for sure. Uh, I love Oxford and going down there. But uh, then age group nationals in Ohio. I'll do the. I'll double up into the sprint and the Olympic again. I like doing that. And then uh, Worlds is, I guess, less than a month after that. I think it's three or four it's three, weeks. Yeah, it's after pretty, that. Pretty close together. Yeah, I think it's three weeks after that. Um, I think I saw that. My race for the draft legal sprints on the 31st of, of August. Um, so yeah, I think that's yeah, three weeks just about pretty, pretty, pretty quick turnover, but yeah, it's actually not a bad setup when you think about it. You're jumping in from you know a similar scenario, yeah. or you know, you're, you're getting in a really solid training, at least a training weekend with yep. nationals, and yep. then you, you know, springboard that into. I know most of the time we most of the time we focus on nationals and then we just do. worlds because we want you to have fun yeah you know that type of thing so yeah awesome man well we appreciate you giving your time we we appreciate appreciate you uh, the couch thank you thank you appreciate your uh your employer here yeah allowing us to come in and hang out in this uh on this nice couch in this nice boardroom for my last shout out to you guys is just that you know i think the thing that this is strength for you guys as coaches um that's always been great for me is working with the schedule um, one thing I've always loved is giving, I can say, Dale, all right, here's January coming up. I'm going to be traveling this date. So we're going to have, you know, if it's like during Christmas time, I'll talk about Christmas parties and stuff like that. And you plan the workouts around that. And I, I appreciate that from you guys because it makes it a lot easier to get the stuff done and still have a life. Sure. Um, and that's important. That's a huge, I mean, that's a big thing of what we try to, it, you know, at the point where you're, it's taking over every part of your life, yeah. it's not fun anymore. Exactly. So, That's not sustainable. Uh, you yep. know, we can, we might, if you do that training, you may make a slight faster progress, but you also may burn out and yeah. not want to do it anymore. So yep. one of our main goals is to keep you wanting to do yes. the training. Uh, it doesn't really help us if you decide one day <laughs> to not do it, uh, <laughs> to not want to train anymore. Yep. Uh, so so yeah, I mean that's that's a big that's a huge part of what we do is just is just working around whatever yeah. you have. I mean, yeah. life management. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, huge. Awesome. Cool. We well, appreciate it. Appreciate you guys for uh, hanging out with us today, watching. Uh, if you have any questions for Philip, uh, you're not going to find him on Instagram. So, <laughs> no. yeah. uh, <laughs> you can find his hashtag. Yeah. Instagramless yeah. Philly. Yeah, check out yeah. Instagram yep. list that's it. Philly. That's it. Yep. Hashtag. Right. <laughs> we will uh, we'll catch you guys next time. Adios. Peace.